So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. Uh, We've got a really neat, actually it's going to be a two-part series with two of um, great students of mine who have did their first deal together. And um, so today we're going to get our our first version of how that deal went. And uh, and, uh, he's a a great friend. I'm very excited to have him on the, the the podcast. But David Rosenbaum, thank you so much for coming on, brother. Hey, Bud, how are you? I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm excited and happy to be here. You know, it wasn't too long ago that you had found me. I think on my podcast. Yep. Um, and um, you came to our Kahuna boardroom. Yeah, last I think March of 2019, I came out there and uh, didn't know what I didn't know from anything. Yeah, <laughs> and so. You guys just closed a how many how many units? 107 units in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, man. And uh, so today is all we're going to talk about the breakdown of this deal. Okay. And because um, I I know uh, you actually spearheaded the deal. Yes, sir. Right. Absolutely. Um. And and I and we're going to come back. And I'm going to keep reflecting on it because I just I want to I want to premise this with this. I. David, when you came to my event, the best way to say it is you were hungry. Yes, in my sir. mind, I look back and thinking about my, I, you were sitting to the left side of me, like whenever yep. I'm speaking, you're on the left, maybe about two or three, almost on the, I want to say on the front row, but maybe it was a couple one spot, maybe it was the first one, yep. but like eager, first e- eager beaver, like yep. I'm, I'm there to learn, I'm, I'm going to consume, I want to be close to the action. Yep. And every day you were just all on every day. Appreciate and I, I remember after the event, when it was all done, you looked at me. You may not remember this, but it, you you looked at me and you said, "I'm going to make this work." Yep. Right? That was your. Yep. That was your. That's what you told me. And I honestly now listen. I've had lots of people say they're going to make it work. Sure. Okay? But for some reason, I believed you. And because I saw, because you came from a point that I have to make it work. Yeah. That's what you told me. Absolutely. Tell me about 100%. that story. Tell me about so, that story. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I think the very first day when I met you in there, you know, I was very apprehensive because I come from a single, fa- I think our stories are similar. I think a lot of folks in this arena the stories are similar i come from single family you know made some money lost some money fiddle fart around probably have purchased every program underneath the sun and so you know you you go into these into these boardrooms and masterminds and whatnot and you have to kind of i think have your guard up a little bit with all due respect to everybody you don't know what's gonna be the same thing and whatnot but i'd read your book and listen to podcast and 
so when I got there, I think that first day when I met you, I told you, I said, I think every day I kept reiterating, we're going to do business together. Like I just knew it. Cause I, I, as each day went on, which was phenomenal, I just knew everything that I had done prior to that point and every book that I've read. And I'm not saying that there's not other good ones out there. We just hit it off. You know, the way that I felt for those three or four days was from the heart. There was nothing being sold. I mean, if I get emotional on here, everybody has to understand. It's just, it's, it, I'm pouring it out there because I know where I've been, where, where Corey's been and, and everything. So I just knew I had lost so much money that this was like, this was it for me. This was it. I had to make this work with the partnership that I had with my, my partner, Chad Selman. I had to make this work. And I just, I just knew it, man. And, and, and that's kind of what got me there. So I was apprehensive going in, but I know we'll get into it, but man, what from, from March to let's just call it January where we are now, brother, what a ride it's been. I mean, I, 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 I really want to say this. I know we're going to dive into it here. I really want to thank you and your wife and Isaac, everybody in your team that taught us in that group that I was in and specifically me there was never a time to where someone didn't say, hey, I'm here to help you. What do you need? If you need me, I'm talking from relationally, spiritually, mentally, and business-wise. And, and you don't find that, Corey, too much anymore out there. So I, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know we've talked before one-on-one. So anyhow, we appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is – I. I, I can't wait to get into this a little bit more. So I wanted to set up the pre kind of, you know, where your mind was before. So you came out of that event and you said, we're going to do a business together. I'm going to go to work, right? Yep. I'm going to take the information. I'm going to put it in practical use. And we'd given you a bunch of good stuff there to, to use and, and kind of to help cement you as I, I think I, I have all the tools that I can go out and do this confidently. Yes. So then you start doing the work. So what does that look like? So I had some, you know, I met some brokers and I, I had an actual, a friend of mine who I call him, had some off market opportunities. And, you know, I looked at some deals using the analyzer that you had and what do we even taught and um, put some offers out there. Deals didn't work, walk some properties. You know, I was still kind of in that, that mode of, eh, you know, I'm fresh off of Corey's training. Fire hose was coming at us. So you're, you're trying to, you know, because my my personality type is I wanted to close a deal like the next month. Like, that's just what I wanted to do. I know it's not possible. It didn't happen. But so I was going through. Uh, I live in Texas in Dallas, Fort Worth. So I was looking at deals here, some on market, some off market. They just they weren't fitting the mold. And one thing I learned in your class is what I got out of it is you can't fit a square peg into a round circle. Like, just don't do it. There's a lot of people, including myself early on in my career, is we all want to, you know, make it fit because we want it to work, right? We, we want it because I want to be legacy wealth. I want that tomorrow. And I told myself, I'm going to follow the system. I never have in my life. I've always been that, you know, ah, Corey said this and this guy said, I, I stuck with it. And I started getting frustrated a little bit, to be honest with you. I was like, well, I'm kind of not liking Corey right now because I can make this work. But man, it's not, his system says it doesn't work. The analyzer says, don't do it. And so fast forward, came across this deal. I think probably 
a couple months after I came out of class. And it was going to be with a different set of, of folks. I did some due diligence, started going through the process. The deal looked good. Got hold on, hold on. I got a timeout. I got a timeout here. Okay. Right, sorry, sorry. So you came out and you put you now based what you just said is you're ha- you realize that you got to because I talk about this a needle in the haystack. Our job is to find needles in the haystack. Right. And some people don't believe that's true, but it really is a painful oh, process. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning you got to kiss a lot of frogs. Absolutely. Right. Want you to come to a yes because we want you to underwrite fat deals. So if they get skinny, you're okay. It's just called conservative underwriting. It's what I teach. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes it's not fun because you're like, but this probably could work. Right. But did a lot of that. You're right. But you were patient and thankfully you are, right? And and mm-hmm. and you just kept on doing the work. And honestly, in the scope of it, when you look at Cup three or four months later, it's not even a big deal. But right. It feels that way when you're when you all you're getting is rejection, right? Correct, correct. Okay, now you were like as you're trying to find deals, you're also trying to formulate a team. Correct. Okay. Correct. I, I was trying to do that. We so were you, trying to do that, and you had a team, and initially, and and can you don't have to name names, but kind of give me the structure which you kind of had and. So, um, you know, I, I, I being, I didn't have a lot of money at all, not too much at all. So I was going to syndicate it. Obviously I was going to be, as you said early on, I'm going to drive the bus. Like I'm, I'm OCD. I'm, I'm a big, I'm very, uh, analytical, very detailed. I was going to be that guy driving the bus. So I went out and found looking for those that had the net worth, those that could help raise capital with myself and my partner. And those that had some knowledge in the industry more than I did, because I was going to need that, knowing going into a deal, you got to have those pieces together. So we found that that group, right? We had that we, that synergy going. That synergy is still there with those folks. Great people. For whatever reason, it just didn't work out. I mean, it just, I hate to say it is what it is. It, it's, it just didn't work out. We're still great friends. Matter of fact, we probably will do business in the future again. Yep. Timing wasn't right for them. Because sometimes when you bring someone on and you're leading the deal, and so the money can feel like they got to make all the decisions. Correct. Right? And right. if, but you're driving the bus because it's your deal. Correct. Right? Correct. And there's yep. still some certain things that can come on. And, and if they're not, they like sometimes when you have, and it's a new opportunity and they're not really involved in the trenches like you are. And what can happen is you you see the opportunity, and they see, oh God, this is a shit show. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, so you went under contract with this deal, right? Correct. We did. And what under happened? contract, and actually went through due diligence with them. You know, went through the property, had all of the uh, contractors on site, and we we scrubbed it up and down. And it it as we get through this, it reiterated how good of a deal it was. Right. And the frustrating part was when it all came down to where it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Now I was even more juiced to go assemble another team to take this thing down. I knew I couldn't do it myself, but now I was so far ahead from doing the due diligence and been through it that I actually went through. We'll get into this with my next group, Dave, Patty, and Chris Kemp, and Chad. We were so far ahead. I did due diligence twice. Like I went to the property twice. Think about this. Okay, now this, you're skipping over something I think is majorly, for a lot of people, they're like, wait a second. The broker allowed you to, you like, you went in with a group, you didn't close, you you nope. you, you backed out before your due diligence was over, 
Correct. Right. And the broker, but you, how did you keep that relationship with the broker without the broker saying, "F so off"? It was, it was direct to seller. We were working. I had, I call him the door knocker. It was a friend of mine who found, finds deals for us. He had the relationship with the direct seller. Okay, so it was direct to seller. Direct to seller, and there was like four partners involved um, in this deal. Four four owners. Uh, one had a majority uh, ownership in it. wasn't doing too good in the health department. To be honest with you, Corey, I like people, and I had a relationship with them. Yep. Actually, my 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 the gentleman that found the deal said, "Look, call the seller up," because I was I wanted to save this thing. I didn't want to go with the first group and be done. And right. I was able to do that. Um, this seller was very open. And so, you know, folks and, that are out there listening. And understood and, that yeah. things happen, right? You, yeah. I mean, to people out there listening, especially new folks, you got to do whatever you got to do. Like, I, I was not going down without me looking in the mirror at the end of the day going, okay, I did it all. You know, not Corey, not my other partners, not the seller, but David Rosenbaum was going to say, okay, I overturn every stone. It's done. Stamp it. Let's move on. So thank goodness uh, the seller was like, yeah, look, we want to sell it. Okay. See what you can do. Let's work this thing out. Try and get it done. And that's kind of where that was, was left with that first group, Corey, to be honest with you. It kind of was right. lingering out there. So so you're, it kind of gets unraveled. And you're like, hold on. I'm going to retool. I'm going to rethink this thing. Let me think of, of some other different capital partners. And then yep. you entered David and so Patty. Then, yeah, David and Patty Royster and Chris and, Kemp. And how did you meet how did you meet them? So I met David and Patty at the March boardroom. So if I could, let me let me tell this story uh, how I get there to see these guys. So in yeah. in the boardroom, uh, you know, in the evening, Corey puts on a great event in the evening, you know, wine and dine you. It's just phenomenal. And then we kind of break away, you know, have a few cocktails, people kind of go and mingle themselves. So I happen to sit down with Dave and Patty. Uh, and get to know each other. Wonderful, wonderful people. I mean, some of the biggest hearts you'll ever meet. I mean, yep. it doesn't matter wherever it, it is. They are. They're phenomenal people. So we're sitting there, and Patty says, hey, you know, you're, you're pretty outgoing. Why don't we set up, like, a Monday call, an accountability call, when we leave here? I was like, well, shit, that, that's a great idea. So what the premise was behind that was, Patty is like, you'll call us, and we'll talk every Monday, Whoever wants to join it can. And we'll all say, hey, what did you do this week? Did you call any brokers? Did you? Are you doing anything Corey taught? Are you raising money? Are you talking to folks? Are you going to meetups? So we started doing this probably for a good two months. And that little call right there, although we didn't really, you know, it was, it was a challenge because it, it really holds you accountable. You realize, man, I'm really not doing anything. So that's really what kindled the relationship we're at now is I met him there and I got one-on-one -on -one time with them and I utilized where we'll get to that, but where my strengths and their strengths kind of met and we all saw that in each other. Yeah. I think mean, the light bulb came out at your event, like, okay, there may be something here in the future. Yep. So that, that's kind of how, how that came to fruition. Dude, that is so cool because one of the things that I've always believed uh, a good event does is brings uh, people together as connector, and you know, and the good thing about like meeting people at that boardroom event is because everybody's being taught the same rule book, right? Of what what a deal kind of should look like, and it makes it the partnering way more easier than if you had two different philosophies on 
from different guys that are teaching, right? Right. Yep. And so, uh, so you guys came together, and you formed a new partnership, Correct. right? And and now at that point, what happens next? So you, so we I brought the deal to Dave and Patty, and they eventually shared it with Chris, who I know went through your your boardroom as well, Chris Kemp. And, and I don't mean to this. keep on not saying Chris Kemp. No, 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 I know no, no. that's part of it, but like <laughs> David no, and Patty's in my pieces. mastermind, and so yeah, this is like, the pieces. So I put the deal. They're like, "Hey, this deal looks pretty good," and they started analyzing it as well from what they've been taught. You know, when going through the due diligence, we met on site. They went through due diligence again. We went through. Okay, due so you diligence went through now. Again. At this point in time, were you still using the same management company to do that due diligence? Yes, we were. Okay. We were using the same management company. And so, did they come we, out a second time, or were they just meeting you there? With they were just meeting us there. The owner, the two owners, were meeting us there to kind of yep. rehash. We've already gone over to kind of walk through it and give us their opinion. They were heavily inundated in the the Oklahoma market, so they yep. they knew it better than we did. At this point, we all decided let's put in an LOI in this sucker. Let's let's get it let's get it locked up. And we did. And and by the way, so I, I'm going to help clarify. You said due yeah. diligence, but truly, yes. this was a site visit. Site visit, excuse me, yes, correct, right? absolutely. Because you're not under due diligence yet. You're just correct. They wanted to come look at the deal, understand yep. it, see what you see, what you saw, yep. right? Um, now, now you're kind of married because you. It really is following the process of, hey, I think I got something pencils. Mm-hmm. Now let's go look at it. Yep. We looked at it, confirmed our suspicions, yep. and we think this still works. Let's go ahead and write an LOI. Yes, correct. So we did that, and we got it accepted, and then we began the long process. We got it. I'll go. I did the contract. We got it contracted, which um, we used almost everybody that you recommended, Corey. Obviously, because a we trusted you, we still trust you, and all the folks that we used, all the pieces as we dive through this, we trusted all of them because they've done business with you. It's you do business with people who have done business with people, and once we did that. The real work begins. Like, I mean, I'm going to keep saying this throughout. You don't know what you don't know. And everybody says, get the first deal done. And after that, let me tell you what, brother, you know this, but for everybody out there, you know, yes, go do what you need to do. Put the work in, kissing the frogs, tons of them, right? When you get a deal, man, it's just beginning. And I say that from a good way, a good perspective. Like, it's just beginning. The fun was just beginning. And my hair was on fire, and I have no hair. It was just blown back of what we had to go through to, to get this from contract. And I kind of took the reins now, right? I, I, um, we utilized all of our skill sets. We used everybody's strengths. And we started setting up, you know, the Dropbox, which we had from you. We had all that in place. So we were already kind of, I'd say, a third of the way ready to go. That helps you keep and, organized, does it not? Oh, my gosh. That whole file what, folder uh, process? I'll tell you what, man. If, if And I, there's a lot of people out there organized like that. But if you don't have that, I highly recommend kind of that putting it out there, the secret, putting it in the universe. Get it done now, even if you don't have a deal. So whether you don't have a Corey that has that for you, go do it yourself and have it ready. Because you don't realize, oh, my gosh, man. Just the forms and documents that we had from you, I was like, there's no way I could have done all that. I would have been... <laughs> 
lost, man. So it does help clarify. Like, listen, I never had that, right? And so uh, yeah. I had to Woo. develop this organization because if you don't, um, you can get documents and they'll over you have so many documents for for loans and stuff and this and your financial models and your um, site visit stuff. Where do you put all this information to keep you sane? And uh, it really is about having organization in your Dropbox. I, I, I truly believe so. Crazy. So um, so now you guys are now going through your due diligence. Everybody's starting to feel good, right? right? Yep. But w- there's got to be some dirt. We've not talked about You've talked about So let's talk about some dirt. So what so went we, wrong? So we actually, some of the numbers just kind of didn't line up sometimes. You know, you go back and forth on the analyzer and, you know, everybody – this number needs to be higher, it's going to be lower. You have your management company giving you their pro forma. You've got your own. One of the things we didn't do is I didn't come to Corey Peterson early on when we had this deal in the very beginning because I know we had a, a Zoom call with you and Dave and Patty and Chris, I believe, just to get some um, some love from you on it, right, to make sure. You want to do that. You want to run it by people that have done this, right, even right. your first deal. doesn't matter if it looks fireworks coming out of it. Have somebody like yourself. Check it out. And you did. You looked at it. You talked about the area. You know, the... the, the and I want to say, I probably, I think I said, hey, you need to up up your uh, CapEx budget a little bit. Yes. And you did. And, and we did. And change this and, number for staff or something. I can't remember what it was. It was a little bit low. Up, and I think even some of the, um, some of the numbers had to go up, which made things a little bit tighter. But we knew going in that... It's better to budget that. that way. Correct. And we did that. And we went to our, our, our lending company. We did that. And... and I wouldn't say there were too many hiccups along the way as far as negative. There were just a lot of uh, back and forth with the, with the seller. You know, the seller, the seller in this process dragged his feet. It was, it was, it was unbearable. Man, so sometimes. now l- let's talk about this because you went direct to seller. So Correct. this is the other side of when you find true off-market deals direct to seller, a lot of times you're going to run into what you're, what you're going to talk about, which is, the providing of financials, mm-hmm. right, and real yep. information, correct. Not very uh, clean, oh. not very great, right? Oh my gosh, it was it was literally that that you yeah you you hit it. That the downside was that was like point T. I mean, it was almost an everyday phone call for me. And they were in California. One of the sellers was in Dallas, Fort Worth, with me. So you have a time difference. Um, I was go- trying to be good by going through my quote-unquote middleman not the bro it wasn't a broker but my the guy that found the deal and it was very frustrating man sometimes it's almost better to go direct huh oh yeah numbers weren't lining up i mean we were getting two different stories and so had we not been on top of stuff we would have missed a lot of things really so that's interesting that you say that because the whole goal during due diligence is to understand the real numbers how is the property because everybody has a version of what that looks like, and your job right. is to d- discern what's really going on. And that's right. not as straightforward as most people would like you to think it is. No, it, it wasn't detailed out at all. We had to almost be our own broker and build off of your uh, analyzer, your pro forma, our own, along with the management company, and start to piece stuff together to make sure that it was what they said it was, right? Right. We, I even remember having fun. I, I went direct to the leasing agent for the other management company on site. And I would, I'm only four hours away. I would drive up there and talk with them 
And rather than going to the owner, I would go to the old management company and say, I need you to get me this document. I need this right here. And, and I got it, but I had to continue. I had to pull. It was like pulling teeth, right? Right. Cause it's not their job. They don't, they could care less. They're, they're out. Right. And so they were very good. Thank goodness. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, that was very hectic, man. That was stressful. Right. But it was fun. It right. Was very fun though. Exactly. So let's talk about your partnership. So you guys came in with a little bit of partnerships, and now I know this full the whole your whole story, your deal. So I'm going to make everybody yeah. even everybody a little uncomfortable because because I think this is the most valuable lessons that we go through as you're with a group of people that kind of know each other, but like it's getting real intimate when you start doing it closer to the deal. Right. Thanks. And then everybody, you know, because we're dealing with emotions and everybody. And, and at the end of the day, and I think you guys did it by far the best I've ever seen because you guys communicated. Everybody communicated every day. Right? We almost so, talked daily. So when you guys started, what I would like to know is what was your guys' splits when you started? How did you finish? And kind of what in what went in between? So. It, we start where we start and where we end is pretty much the same. So there's there's five of us. You have obviously Dave, Patty, husband, wife, Chris, Chad, Salmon, and myself in a company. Uh, obviously, it's an LLC that we have, and the splits are basically they've got seventy and we have thirty, right. and it stayed that way from the get go. Okay. Um, the, the good here here's the great thing about this partnership starting out where it was and where it is today is. We don't have any egos. Like none of us have egos, as you just said. Has there been some disagreements and some probably some some good heated stuff? Well, of course. I mean that's that's business. That's probably healthy. Like, yeah, it's healthy. It is. It's you know you know what it did. Thank you, Corey. What it did was is it allowed us to get to know each other better and say, oh wow, now I know where you're coming from, and I didn't mean that or whatever it may be, but it, it's brought us closer together. We know there's many more of those on the horizon. It's yep. just it's business. I actually was just texting them the other day. We had a little bit of a little bit of a heated, and you know, it's all being open and honest here. I just text Dave and Patty and say, "I love you guys more than you'll ever know," and I do. Like, yep. we're, this is not the only project we're doing. Like, we'll do two or three more this year. I just right. know it. Right. I mean, so we've kept that piece there the entire time because all of us have brought different skill set to the table. Yes, um, that's and, what I've seen. And, that's what's been the best. Now, I also want to, so this is another part. So I want just the audience to understand, okay? Here you are doing all the work in the beginning. You were the one that found it, right? But you also sure. come back and said, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of money. I had a lot of will and I needed mm -hmm. to work, right? Yep, yep. And most people would have said, gosh, and you only got a 30% split. Now, I'm on the opposite side of that thinking you're playing the game to win. Mm-hmm. Right, because even maybe the next deal's that, maybe it's a little bit more, but eventually over time, things always start to even out because the value starts to overweigh. People start seeing the value there, right? Sure. Now, there's a lot of value in bringing capital and having capital, right? We've always, mm -hmm. I've always said that there's the money's in the money. I just want to, I want to very much give you an attaboy because you didn't let a split get in the way of doing business. Appreciate and it. I see no, it. I did not. I see it, David. I see it happen all the time, where mm -hmm. people have these big. I want fifty percent. I found a deal, and I, no. if it's not fifty, I'm not doing it. No. And you had a very open approach, which is like, I'm going to do a deal. I'm getting in real estate, and you know it can only get better from here. 
Mm-hmm. And and then what you but the other part of that is just understanding the team. Yeah. Like you put together a really nice team because it's not just it's not there's lots of pieces there, right? Everybody sure. everybody has a different you have five partners. Yep. Essentially, or maybe four if you count David yeah. and Patty together, right? <coughs> Correct. It's not very uncommon to have that many partners in a deal. Right. Believe it or not. I mean I think I think you know this. So yeah. But you guys have managed that really well, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. I, and it's, so talk about your communication in that. How, how do you guys communicate? So what we're trying to do now, we're, we're going to try and dial in a, a better communication process. I don't know, something like Are you using Slack? Or, no, we're not. So you guys should use Slack. Yeah. We're, we, we, you know, there's some challenges in here. Technology is a wonderful thing. I'm very technical savvy, right? I, I get it. You got to try and find something that can get everybody on the same page because, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what's out there. If all five aren't using it, it doesn't matter. And so, so we're learning that now. Listen, I'm going to call them and tell them they need to use got, Slack. Slack's the okay, best thing you guys can use. 50, we need to. We got 50 different emails. We're texting in groups. You want to talk about lost and Yeah, no, that's, what, and that's why. That's why. So this is what yeah. Slack will do for you. It's yeah, for the okay. texting communications. You okay. can have different threads for different things, for different people. Okay. But it's okay. a way, because like what happens with text is if your group's not text for a while, then it's way down somewhere where you can't yep. find it. Yep. With well, Slack, that, it's I a, think it would be great, man. Yeah. And that's, it, the communication has been great. It's just been... You know, like you're like, what? Okay, where did you send me that to? Uh, well, because we set up our company email addresses now, but some are still using Gmail. And you're like, hey, don't use that email address. And so, you know, let me tell you what, man. Speaking of that, when you close a deal, you know this. The day of closing, there's like 98 emails going back and forth. So if everybody could imagine that times 10 with a partnership group over the last 40 days since we've closed of emails and text. Do the math on that. Like, you're going, I'm sorry, what color was the paint again? Well, I sent that to you, and you're like, uh, okay. So, yeah, it's it's been great. We talk every week, and we text and email and probably talk 100 times a day in between. Yep. So Yep. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to uh, Pat, Patty, and, and David. I'm gonna tell them that uh, you guys absolutely need to get on Slack for these okay. group projects. It'll be the best thing since sliced pie. Awesome. Trust me on this. You'll be very. That'll very help them. That'll, <laughs> help. That'll help. Right. That'll help. So now into the deal. So now let's get to your raising capital, right? As a group, how did that go? Uh it was rocky. It was rocky. I mean, we knew going in. I, I'll be honest with you. I kicked myself a little bit. I, I relied on some other folks that I thought were going to bring the money when the rubber met the road. Uh, the money wasn't there. And so we had to make some alternate plans and whatnot. So as you, you've taught, one of my 2020 goals this year is going to be a money-raising fool, a, just a networker. Anybody out there? It gives, you more, it gives you more value Correct. to a deal. Correct. You can find a deal, and there's value in that. But if you can find yeah. a deal and find and bring, you know, even if it's just half a million dollars in capital, yeah. five people with 100,000, now that has lots of credibility. Yeah. Lots. It just gives you more ownership of your deal. Yeah. I think. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, we, I personally, I take, I take it very serious, and it's, uh, and, and my partners know this, did ourselves a disservice. And believe me, uh, it's never going to happen again. Like, you know me. 
I can, when I say I'm going to do something, it ain't happening again. So, but we, we got the raise. We're, we're still doing a little bit right now. We got some folks coming in after the fact, but that's okay. We'll get there. I mean, yep. a quick story though about raising money and, and for everybody that you just, you have preached this, you're always raising money. So we're next to Southern Hills Country Club. Okay. And, and I will get into the deal, but we have a fence line there that Southern Hills, I found out, owns the fence. It's leaning over, it's trash. So I dig, 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 get a hold of the maintenance director, and lo and behold, I said, hey, I want to meet you out there. It's on your property line. I talked to the tax assessors. I said, great, let's meet out there. I'm up there one day, and we meet out, and it comes up in a truck, and this guy gets out, an older gentleman, and he's got his golf shirt on, you know, golf. He just looks like a golfer. Right. And for whatever reason, Corey, I don't know why I did it. He's like, what are y'all, what are y'all doing here? And I was like, well, you know, we, we buy apartment complexes and just closing this one, and you know, we're out there. We always look to raise money. We like to give a nice return. You know, this one happens to be a, a seven and seven. It's about a 14% annualized return. He goes, uh, he goes, I'm, he goes, well, well, I'm sorry, what? What'd you say? And I go, what? He goes, what, what was that annualized return? I go, that's right around that 14%. He goes, well, shit, you need to call me. And I was like, well, I, I, I'm not trying to sell you here. He goes, well, you already sold me. So long story short is this guy's the COO of Southern Hills Country Club. I get his business card and we're done talking. I roll inside because Chris is there with me. I was like, man, you won't believe what happened. Told the story. I've been emailing this gentleman about the fence. When I go back up there in a couple of weeks, we're going to have dinner and just talk to him about this deal and what we got going on. So yeah, future imagine projects, who he you knows. Go. Yeah, man. So anyway, just a quick story, man. Just <laughs> You just never know, good. right? You're always raising capital, uh, getting, getting people primed for your next deal, uh, all those yep. relationships. Yep. Okay, yep. so... Let's get to the close. You close this property, right? Tell me, tell me how that how does that feel? December tenth. Tell me how it Never felt, bro. It. Oh <laughs> man, I'll. Uh, this is where I'll get emotional, man. It was, um, you know, I, I I've been doing real estate on and off for for quite some time, and I haven't done a very good job at it. Let's just be honest. Made some money, lost some money. I've I've, um, you know, I busted my ass, man, to get to this point. And believe me, we're nowhere where we're going to be. Um, the real work is ahead of us. But the day I closed, outside of getting married and having my children, there, for everybody new, veteran, doesn't matter, we all know this, if you're new, just get one done. Everybody says they're not lying. So it was one of the greatest days of my life, Corey. And like I said, I know the work is ahead of us that day. As you could, I'm so excited. Like, when we have issues on this property, I'm excited. Like I, it's, I'm excited, man. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm beyond word, man. That's all I can say, man. That's all I can Listen, say. Listen, nobody ever forgets the first deal, right? It's probably one of the hardest things you've ever had to do. And no one really understands the amount of work that it takes to see it to the end. Right. Yep. And the countless hours that nobody saw, you endlessly tiring, toiling in the night, right? Yep. Trying to verify and make sure and, and just all the things, right? Yep. It is a very, very special day, right? Uh, and it's that time where you said you put something in your mind, you had a vision and a passion, and you went for it, and then you achieved it. What did your wife tell you? Congrats. Just a big sigh of relief. Uh, matter of fact, she was having surgery that day, so she's a little out of it. But when I got the – when I – the clear to close, right? When we were, when they said the wire hit, it was surreal. It was, um, 
You know, man, I, I, I took my eyes off myself and put it on Corey, Shelly, Isaac, Dave, Patty, Chris, Chad, my wife, their their family, their significant others, every book I've read, names just and, and just my faith, man. I mean, it, I, it wasn't me. If it wasn't for everybody, including yourself and everybody that's on this team and that I've been around that has told me you're going to fail, it's not going to work, the good, bad and different, I wouldn't be where I'm at. So yeah. it's very, it's very humbling. It's very humbling. No, that's talk- not a, that's not the person I used to be. So that that's a huge thing. Anybody that knows me knows that's not who I used to be. So for me to say I'm humbled, that's, that's a big thing, man. So, <laughs> well, I'm I'm proud as all hell, man. And um, I know behind you is a little um, there's a little award oh, yeah. right behind let me, you. Uh, let me get let me hold on. I get all of them. First off, <laughs> first off, we won this. At the the Kahuna event, right? Yeah, that's our Golden Pineapple Award. That's right. I got that. And then Mr. Peterson and his wife sent the big Kahuna Award, 100-plus units. Because your first big deal is, and I always do, this is the way I like to describe it, right? When you start (laughs) your journey on your first deal, you are in the middle of the ocean, you're you're on a surfboard, and you see nothing but water. And you have to do 100% of the work on your own, yep. right? But you're paddling like, and you're doing all the work, paddling, paddling, paddling. Eventually, you start maybe seeing some swells. You're like, oh, that's nice, right? Oh, you're getting a little more momentum. Then you see the island. You actually see the beach, right? But you're still doing all the work, but you can see a vision, right? Yep. And then you really, you know, sometimes that makes you paddle harder because you want to get there. Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and eventually you're getting closer and closer to the wave. You know the troughs are getting deeper and deeper. You're starting not to have to do so much work. The mo- the rhythm of the ocean starting to take you a little bit, mm-hmm. and eventually you paddle hard enough and you catch the wave. Right, ride it in, and then you ride that thing, and and really is is really enjoying that whole process. And then you still got to balance, right? You just can't, you don't want to wipe out right when you catch the wave. That's right. Right when you close the deal, it's like you're on your surfboard, man. Yep. Yep. But you still got to ride that thing and and then you guide it to where you want it to go. And at the end, it's one hell of a ride. You look back and say, gosh, damn, that was worth it. Mm -hmm. And let's do it again. So you paddle back. Let's do it again. So you paddle. Let's do it again. So you paddle back out to catch another ride. Yep. Right. Yep. yep. And so that's what that award uh, for me, what that means to me, right? And and for you guys, it really is just a testament of the hard work, right? Yep. No one gets a deal without doing the work. I had to do a lot of dirt work on my first deal, and and I'll it'll I'll always remember that one very specifically. All the key things that it takes. Yeah. Um, I'd like to highlight a couple of things from for what David did, and uh, maybe you can summarize in your own words as well, but. First of all, you built a team, right? First of all, you went and got educated, and 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 you were open minded, and and you followed the process, right? You said right. that earlier. Yep. So you not normally follow the process, but you made up your mind you were going to on this one, and then you yep. built a team, and then you started doing the work, right? And when it got hard, you did the work anyways, right? Yep. And you didn't cheat. You didn't change the rules. You still did the work. Mm-hmm. Then you found then you found a deal. Adversary set in, right? Had to re- retool, re- replan, rethink, regame it, right? Build a new team that believed in, in your vision. Put the, put the team uh, where everybody felt like they were bringing value in the right structure and the right percentage. Everybody got happy and was on board. And then you closed. Yep. Right? 
that sounds simple when you say it like that, but <laughs> in between was a lot of work, right? Yep. And so, uh, David, I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, um, very blessed to have you in my group to have this as a testimonial, um, but really just to see you that, you know, this is just the start of your guys' journey. Absolutely. So let's talk about the future. What do you see the future for David? So Corey Peterson and David Rosenbaum will do business together on a deal. That 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 will happen possibly this year. I mean, I got big goals. I want to do two to three projects this year. I like how you use the terminology. Correct me one time and said projects, not doors. You know, and that's that's really the goal right now. And I'm 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 getting my head still wrapped around this deal, right? Because we're in the middle of remodeling right now and getting it rented up. And but I still have some deals coming my way right now that I'm looking at. And um, just to keep the juices flowing and yeah, you know, got to stay on top of things. You can't stay stagnant. No. Right. And so, that becomes the rhythm, right? Yep. Find a deal, get all the way to close. Eventually, you're gonna have to you'll you make sure that you start giving more of that work to your management company, right? Yep. And then yep. your job is to have someone on your team. Or you hire an asset manager, or you have someone that can do that, which then drives the management company to do your guys' work that you Correct. expect, right? Correct. And then that allows the team then to keep going, going, and you know, it's, it becomes rhythm, right? Yep. You know, and I think once you find that rhythm, it really helps. And I think that's what you're doing. It's like don't just off the gas, on the gas, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like feather the gas, right? No. But now you get to a point where now you can probably start turning it back on a little bit. Yep. And, 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 and you know, designate other people to do more of the detailed work on managing the manager, mm-hmm. right? Because that still has to be done. And, it's, and it has to be in very finite detail. But your strength is you're the driver. Right. So That's you got to get back do. out and go, you're, you're the hunter. That's what right? I'm doing. It's time for That's you to go I'm back hunting. Now. And right? there's a lot of people out there that have, were on the sidelines that know me. And when you know people well enough, you know, close people, they're like, ah, I want to see what you do. Now they've seen what we're doing. Now they're coming Boom. and going, hey, I'm interested in maybe the next deal. And everybody so, that passed out and didn't do your deal, right, yep. and they didn't give yep. you money, but yep. now they saw you close, and yep. now they're seeing the work. Now, And here's the key to this. You update the crap out of them. Yep. Oh, we do. Right. I drop it like a bomb every day. I mean, they probably, uh, yeah, I'll start doing stuff on Facebook and, hey, you know, I'm doing videos and it's going to even get worse. It's because it's not to rub it in. I want, I want a small piece of a big, of a big pie. I do. On every deal, bring me in on a small piece. Let's all get the legacy well. Let's all go to Hawaii. Let's all teach everybody that there's more out there than just punching a clock. Don't disrespect if you punch a clock. Let's go get free. And that's what I want. I mean, that's, there it is, man. Bottom line, hook, line, and sinker. So, vision. Um, when you when you talk to your family and, and your why, you know, um, you know, I think you just hit on it. But like, what is your vision for? What's what's the goal? Um, time. Yeah, I want time back. Yeah. I'm 50. I turned 50 last month. I just want time. You know, I I want and I want to help people. Like I, God's honest truth. I want to. I don't want to do what what you've done or a lot of folks out there have done. And uh, again, hear me out. But I want, if someone asks me, I've had some folks, hey, teach me, tell me, let's do it. Call me up. I'll give them your book. I'll tell them to go to your podcast. But if I can help, I want to help people get earlier in life free before they wake up at 50 going, now I want my time back. Not that I, things happen for a reason. I get it. Life happened. I'm here because I'm supposed to be here. But I want my time back, man. I want to be done in three to five years to where I can just go look at deals all the time and help people, right? Put my own money in now, put money into Corey's deals, 
bunny here and 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 that's that's the goal man that is the goal and the truth is it'll be there before you know it right like that's it it, and it does happen just that way you initially start you gotta do all the work um and then you start building some teams and you know you don't always have to be and let's, let's talk about this too real quickly is you don't have to partner with everybody i teach this is that you know do deals don't do partnerships right yep um, you can always go and find another partnership if you wanted to. Right. Um, right. You've got a great partnership and it's working, so maybe you say, "Hey, let's let's do a couple more deals together. Let's see how that works." Or yeah. there might be a time where you're like, "Hey, I, I want to change the relationship. Maybe I just want to do you know." And I've always believed in that concept and and sure. never to to limit yourself to just one group or one group of peoples. And I see you're kind of in that that route, and I really want to commend Absolutely. you for that. At Thank the end you. of the day, um, it is about legacy wealth, mm-hmm. right? And and having the two things that all of us truly, I think, desire, time and money. Time and money, man. You know? Everybody and, does. I and it feels good to, to get a little foot in the door, does it not? Oh, my gosh, man. And like I said, don't misunderstand or, uh, what I'm saying. And anybody out there, like, the work has just begun. Let me tell you what, I'll tell you this, I'll put what I'm doing right now up against any W-2 employee's stressful day. I would rather be 10 times as stressed in doing what we're doing in this, knowing that in three to five years, this deal and the other projects we have, I'm set, brother. Like, I'm, I, this is fun. This, this is fun, man. So Because the vision is, is so much bigger. That whole back end, the whole where you guys are going... When you really think about that process, because oh. um, it doesn't happen overnight, it's not like the doing the fix and flip where, hey, I no. see this property, I did the work, and now I'm going to sell it and make a quick profit. You guys are talking about making millions of dollars at the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. And millions <laughs> upon millions. <laughs> yeah. And so this so. is the first step in one of those millions or a couple millions. And you know, if you can do two or three projects a year, five years down the road, you're going to look back and say, wow. Yep. Look at that journey, right? Yep. In five years, I blailed a path, a path that I no longer have to do anything. Yep. I call it my fu meter. Yeah, I like that, man. I, right. I I agree with you on that. You just start saying no. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, yeah, man, it's fun. Well, listen, David, um, man, thanks for sharing, brother. I, I really wanted to get your story out there. So many people come into the multifamily space, and um, it's a lonely world. A lot of times it's very lonely. It can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. And I think you've even, like, when you have those team members and you're reaching out and you're playing the game full out, it's really a fun game to play. Sure. It's play sure. Monopoly. Last words of advice for anybody out there from you, from for listeners. Just don't quit. If you really, really want to get a, a multifamily business or get into this business, don't quit. Seek, seek counsel of those that have done it. I'm more than willing to help, but Corey is one of many. Seek counsel of those that have done it and just don't quit because you're going to get your teeth kicked in. You're, you're going to. Just don't quit. So, And I want to say again, man, I, I do thank you from the bottom of my heart. You and your family and your team and everybody has been instrumental. And and, uh, I, I, honest to God, we would not be where we are if it has not been for you. Take it for what it is, man. Well, listen, so I'll I'll give a a shameless plug on a couple things real quick. So I do, if you want to learn about multifamily, um, you can go to kahunawealthbuilders.com. 
Um, there's a quick start workshop. If you'll opt into that, it's free. It's good training. Or you can get my new book, Copy Your Way to Success. Yeah. Um, you can get that on Amazon. We actually just recorded the audio of it. Oh, wow. Um, so we're getting ready to, to have that available probably in the next two weeks. That was a lot of fun. But there's some places to go. Obviously, you're listening to our, our podcast now. But, uh, you know, and, and then if you want to invest with us, like if you'd like to get, uh, be in our uh, in our deal room, that's a different website. That's called kahunainvestments.com. And there's a pop-up and an opt-in where you can get into the deal room. That's a whole process um, that involves us uh, calling you, getting to know you, uh, establishing a substantive relationship so it takes time. Um, and we, it really is a very intensive process for us to get to know you. But when we do, we can eventually send uh, you deals that we have. So, uh, David, again, thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm, I'm glad to be a part of your very first big deal. I know, I know that it's, it's, it's changed your life. It'll keep changing. Yep. You are on a track now that you're doing the work that most people will never do to get what what most people never have. Yep. Right. Thank you. And, Thank you. and that really is time and money. Yep. It's, I think what we all desire the most. Thank um, you, man. But at the end of the day, it's because of this one thing is that you believed you could. Absolutely. Right? And I believed yep. you could too. So guys, yep. if you believe it, you can achieve it and right. your paradise is possible. <laughs> <laughs>